0: Hey, good people, this is your N.I. Down, back with another reflection. And this is a personal journal for contemplated people looking to think, grow, and have impact in the world. So, hey, I'm a little confused about my starting point. Um, I have three possibilities, and I know they all connect. I literally believe all three of these possibilities connect. I just don't know which one is going to be centered um, so the obvious one is a continuation of my last reflection. The last reflection I did with you all was entitled, My Give a Damn. And uh in that reflection, I just was really talking about areas that I have care and concern and areas I do not have care and concern and being confused by that. I mean, really being confused, like, thinking that the areas that I don't have care and concern should be the areas that I have care and concern and the areas that I do have care and concern minimizing that. So there was this, there's a flip dynamic happening for me around care and concern. And so that's the premise of that reflection. But that reflection was very long. It was very windy because I was working it out. I was figuring that out by the end of that reflection I got to this place where I believe that I had a struggle with leadership and money, my relationship to money and leadership. I was struggling there. I believe that's where I, I think that was the greatest takeaway for me in that reflection. But that came at the end. There were a lot of nice nuggets. For whatever reason, you all have received that reflection. I thought it was a train wreck because I was just all over the place. But so i uh that was Sunday, and then Monday morning I woke up um really really wrestling with this notion of money and leadership like i'm I'm saying I'm struggling here, what really am I struggling with so there's some breakthrough there and and so from that breakthrough from the Monday reflection, then I had a breakthrough on Tuesday, and then this morning I woke up with some more. Uh, revelation, some more insight. And it's just been, I've been up since about 5.30. The insight has just been pouring in. And um, I've done a private reflection. I've got two lists in front of me. I've done a private audio reflection. I have two lists in front of me. I've done some reading. I've tweeted out some things. So I'm not really sure where this is going. But it's starting from leadership and money. I also have the concept of um, SE, respect, oddity, acceptance, In the best years of my life. I said three things. It's really four. Leadership and money. SE, respect. Oddity, acceptance. And the best year of my life. That's my second list, by the way. The first list has 12 things on it. So I'm not sure what we're going to do. I don't really have a clear starting point. Um, We will... That's the starting point, those four things. <laughs> That's all I got for you today. So we'll see what happens on the other side of the reflection, okay? And you notice this, I said it was a Wednesday. I've been trying to connect with you on the weekends, but sometimes the weekends I don't have the insight on me, and then I'm I'm all over the place. trying. So I, I'm hitting the record button because I'm in a bubble of insight, and I need to record it, and I'm doing that with you. So I don't know what's going to happen. We'll see, together, okay? If you're new to this project or podcast, this is a personal journal where I process my inner and my outer worlds. I do so by using personality theory. The two theories that I use the most are the Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram. Pushing those two systems together, I identify as an INTJ-8. I also identify as an African-American woman from a lower socioeconomic background and from intergenerational drama. I'm trained in practicing... Educator and social scientist. I wanted to switch it. I said I was going to start switching it. Oh, I'm a creature of habit. I can't switch it. I should. I'm a trained and uh, practicing educator and social scientist of about 30 years. Half of that time has been in leadership. Politically, I lean into tenets of critical race feminism, which means I have an intellectual sensitivity to social constructs such as race, class, power, gender, sexuality, to name a few. This project is unedited and is unscripted. To know more about it or me, feel free to go to my website at yournidab.wordpress.com. It's under five minutes, y'all. All All right. Um, You're going to bear with me. Uh, My neighbors are, uh, they do this thing where they want to be visible in my life. Uh, uh, So I I got a full theory about it. But so they are walking around above me. So you'll be able to hear that, so. We will just let them have their moment of visibility. Okay. All right. So I said, uh, so I want to just start with leadership and money and try to walk, just spend a little bit of time there. Um, I didn't, I have listened to the reflection, which I, in the last reflection, which was called My Give a Damn um i say somewhere towards the end that i don't have it resolved whatever it is that i was working on i said i don't have this resolved i said but this is this, this now is a reflection that has been recorded it now it now lives and i'm going to come back and i'm going to listen to it and i'm going to grow from there and i have so there was a lot in that reflection again you guys listen to it um i I don't understand what is a value there for you, but <laughs> I can tell you what wasn't there for me. This towards the end, I I started struggling with my journey. I don't even I don't even remember why leadership and money came up. I know that I have been in the last two years. I've been on this. Journey for myself around leadership where I didn't really even see myself as a leader which is really bizarre when you think about the work that I've done in my career and the work that I've done in my personal spiritual life. So, I also know that money um, is something that I have a very complicated relationship with because I like security and I like, um, uh, and I, and I think it's fair to say I like nice things, but w- why I've never really said that out loud is because I don't like nice things as it relates to popular nice things. So nice things that other, like, I don't like, um, status. Okay. That's what it is. I don't need money for status. Uh, that's not what I do for nice things. So I don't know how to explain it and I don't want to fall into a rabbit hole. Just trust me. <laughs> um, I'm wanting nice things is a very small appetite for me. I don't have a huge appetite for nice things, but I do. So I had to accept that about a year ago, and so for me, nice things means like, like living in a house with a lot of windows. That's nice for me; it gives me a lot of light. Being in a house that doesn't have dark colors on the wall, I don't like dark colors. That's nice for me. So it's not it's not always material. Niceness is not always grounded in anything that's material. Um. I wish I could explain it more, but I don't think it's relevant. So you just have to trust me for now. Um, so, mm, so, okay, so I'm in the process of looking for a car. It's gonna, it's a, I'm going to buy an old car, and um, I still want it to be nice, even though it's old. And it doesn't mean it won't be worn down. It won't, doesn't mean it won't be um, have scratches on it, and it's not going to mean that. It's going to be nice for me. I'm <laughs> still not explaining it, am I? <laughs> I don't know how to explain this to you all. It probably is going to hit me after I hit the record button. Anyway, there is something that uh, there. I do like nice things and money allows me to get it. But the nice things that I like aren't attached to status. There it is. There it is. Okay, I got it. What's nice for me relates to comfort, what relates to beauty and peace, not status. I don't need that. As a matter of fact, I don't want it. I don't want the attention that comes with when you have things for, you know, for status. I don't like it. I don't like that. Okay. I can unpack that at another time. God, I want to stay here, but let me move on. Anyway, so... There is my relationship to money for nice things that aren't, that's not, things that are not attached to status, but attached to peace, beauty, and comfort. I also need money as it relates to surplus, because in the surplus, I feel secure. Um, And so it's not just security that I like, because security can begin, you can gain security. By multiple ways. And I don't want to linger there. Um, I have found that my greatest sense of security is located in the surplus. It took me a year of talking about toilet paper for me to come to terms with that. You guys witnessed that. I don't think I'm going to need to keep talking about the toilet paper. Now that I understand what that was representing for me. It was representing surplus. That's what, that's what I was getting at. That's what my spirit was talking about. And I kept talking about big bundles of toilet paper. It was really about surplus. You probably, you guys probably knew that all along, probably was screaming at your listening device, wishing that I would get it, but I didn't get it. I got it now. (laughs) Or at least I didn't consciously get it. So I need, I need money for surplus for security. and i need money one of the things that's coming through for the, in the last 24 hours i need money for um for a spiritual assignment and i do believe i have a spiritual assignment that is still yet it still needs to be uh, um, streamlined because I see three circles to that spiritual assignment, um, three circles within in, within themselves, kind of three layers to it, and I'm not sure what's at the core, like what's the inner circle, the middle circle, or the outer circle. I'm not sure of that, but I am um, I'm clear that those circles are part of my calling and when I say my calling it can be as formal as uh, spiritually formal as saying I believe God has called me to do X and it can be spiritually informal based on just this real uh Persistent persistent torture <laughs> uh, that I experience when I'm not walking according to the calling. Um, and that is a hard thing for me to say out loud as a rational thinker because, you know, um, I don't want to fall into a rabbit hole here either, but as a rational thinker, As a TE user, I like to, um, talk out loud based on, um, verifier, verifiable standards. Um, and a spiritual, spiritual insight isn't verifiable. It's just not verifiable. What I have done with those spiritual insights in the past is I've met, I've produced something. I've masterminded something with the spiritual insight. And that has always given me a sense of sanity. Like if I would talk about it, when I talked about it, people would look at me like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's weird. That's odd. And I, that was fine because then I would produce the thing that I could, I'd felt spiritually led to see. I was spiritually led to see it. I was spiritually led to know it. And then I produced it, whether you, and I, I talked it and you, you you laughed at, people would laugh at me. They would doubt me. I would even get talked about. It didn't matter because I could produce it. But I've been walking in a place of, uh, I want to say confusion, but that's not fair. I'm not going to be mean to myself, but I've been misaligned. I don't want to say that either. I've been walking, I don't know, there's a part of me that just feels like what I've been doing the last five years I was supposed to do. There's a part of me that wants to say that I've been misaligned in the last five years. And then there's a part of me that says, no, the thing that you were doing the last five years, you had to do it to to as part of the calling. So I don't know. I don't know. But anyway. I'm in a rabbit hole, but that's spiritually, spiritually. um, I feel feel spiritually drawn to these three circles, these um, three embedded circles. And on most days, I will say, I believe God has called me to these three circles. But I would never say that out loud. Because it's irrational. That's an irrational statement. It's an irrational statement. And not just is irrational for the listener, it's irrational for me because it's not measurable. But in a lot of ways, it's not measurable through any kind of external instrument. I'm going to go somewhere I didn't plan To talk about in this reflection This is probably why It's good for me to hit the record button When I'm in a bubble As opposed to waiting to the weekend It makes sense to release to you All on the weekends It's consistent You can anticipate it It's good podcasting practice It's good podcasting But that's not how the N.I. Dom works for me can't say, okay, it's Saturday morning, Sunday morning, now we're gonna let's N. I DOM it. It doesn't work that way. And then I've thought about just recording it whenever it hits me, when a revelation or insight hits me, and then releasing it on a weekend. And I can't, I can't do that. It's just hard. I need to really, I'm because I move on. If I record this today, it's Wednesday. I'm in a different place on Saturday because of this reflection. On Wednesday, I have to give it to you. So, those of you who are faithful to this project—I know only got a couple of you all—but those of you who are faithful, just just know that I would love to just honor the weekend for you, so you could predict the release of the reflect of the podcast. But I don't know. I don't know. I'll keep trying. I'll try to give it to you on the weekends, but I'm going to honor when I'm just, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm derailing because I feel like I just derailed because I was about to go into a really weird, not weird, Gary are going to a spiritual space. I didn't want to. So maybe that was a nonsense chatter. But I have had what I would say me- measurable moments with God. Ways that I would measure it, and I think you all know that I was a professed atheist for ten years, least at least ten years, because that made that made sense for my rational brain. It made sense for me to say I was an atheist, the rational brain. But now it does. It absolutely makes no sense to say I'm an atheist through the rational brain everything I know about the unknown. Like there's so much unknownness out there. There's so many things we don't know. And there's so much that we know about the quality of the instrument for measuring. Our knowledge is only as good as the instrument that we have for collecting data. Well, we don't have the data, the instrument to measure God. Does that mean that God doesn't exist? Do you understand what I'm saying? I feel so weepy right now, and I have to go because I have to. I have to go to work. As another conversation about my the other two directors and now I'm showing up at work. I woke up with such clarity, a lot of clarity this morning. I, I really wish I could just stop talking. Plug you into the inside of me and just let you see all that's going on inside of me. I can't even, I can't even talk it out fast enough. But anyway, so um I do believe, you know, that this unmeasurable, this unverifiable God has called me to do something. And I also believe that I suffer when I'm outside of that calling. I really do believe that. I won't convince you. I can't convince you and I don't have a desire to because it's personal and it's private, which is why. And I said that when I first started this podcast, I wanted, when I first, if you go back to 2020, I was talking about, I'd like to get back into my spirituality, but spirituality is private, is private, is private. And it is for me, but I feel like I'm in a spiritual space right now. That's why I'm talking. I think this revelation is on me. It's spiritual and I'm, I'm talking it. It is what it is. I don't know how long I'll, Oh, my gosh! I was going to tell you guys when I went to a restaurant, this is something I do sometimes. Somehow I have a way of getting in other people's conversations. It's something that's happened to me many times before work I go to a restaurant It's some by myself or with a person, and then somehow we end up in i mean, I'm in a, I end up in a group space with strangers and we're eating together. This has happened to me many times. That's another story. So anyway, (laughs) I'm at this restaurant and I hear at the table next to me, these two guys, maybe three, they have three guys and they were talking about, there is no God. They were debating the existence of God. And literally it was like three grades. There was a a non-believer, somebody was, there was a staunch atheist, an agnostic, and then there was a believer. And they were all like talking and they were really talking at the believer and challenging the believer. And the believer was confused and man, I inserted myself in that conversation so much where I invited them to my table and I had dinner with these three guys, white dudes. And, uh, that is funny as all get out when I think about it and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed especially talking to that atheist because I could identify with the atheist. I knew the arguments that that atheist was going to make. I knew it. I knew it because I made those arguments. It was a deep pleasure to argue with him, to debate with him was pleasurable. You guys heard me talk about the guy who walked up to me randomly last week and, and, um, and I stopped at first. I was like, Oh yeah, let's play. And then he just didn't offer anything mentally stimulating. So he was irrational. It was, he was emotional. That's what it was. And I'm learning. That's something I have to learn. I've been thinking about F-E-T-I. I've just been thinking more about T-I as connected to the F-E. Yeah, I, I'd love to spend some time here. I have some, I have a growing theory. It's not finished yet. It's not out the hopper, but it's a, the relationship of that T-I thinking that's connected to those emotions. T-E is connected to some emotions too. F-I, let's not get it twisted. T-E is connected to F-I. But that damn T-I with F-E, woo. So anyway, and yes, I did say damn, and I am talking about God. And I think that's another piece of the spiritual piece for me that's private. My spirituality is not connected to religion. And I know a lot of people say that, but mine isn't. And it's so not connected to religion that I don't even need to talk about it as spirituality. Like I'm at peace with that. Um, I've been joking with people. Like I had somebody last week who said, you got it. You say you have preachers in your family, but there's a preacher inside of you. I'm like, well, because I do believe God has given me one of the circles that God has given me is a vision of a, of a church. And I'm coming to terms with what that means. It it won't be a church. It's probably like a congregation. It's not a church because church denotes Christianity. And I'm more ecumenical than a single denomination or a single religion. My spirituality is not grounded in a single religion, although I have no problems identifying as Christian. But anyway, anyway, this is all stuff that I have to work out. But I think I'm getting closer to it which is why I'm talking about it. But the person's like, you got a preacher in you. I'm like, well, well, I am a preacher. I'm going to be a cussing preacher and I will drink tequila. (laughs) So (laughs) if that's okay, if that's okay, I will be drinking tequila and cursing and preaching. I don't think that makes sense. So that's why I don't think I'm a preacher because I have a, uh, unapologetic relationship to swear words and to my adult beverages, which I am abstaining from right now. Just as a, you know, that's just a, a cleansing I like to do, spiritual and physical cleansing. Uh, so anyway, I'm in this process of doing that. And maybe that's, they say when you fast, you have breakthroughs. When you go through a fast, One of the things of a fast is you deny the flesh, and then you become more spiritual. I never made this connection till right now. That this is probably why some of the spirituality stuff has come out of my my mouth, mouth. (laughs) because I've been denying the stripping the flesh of some of those um, worldly, worldly toxins, those worldly, those worldly spirits. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Always safe. If I don't if I don't hear from y'all again, you stop downloading my content. I'll know why. Cause <laughs> sometimes sometimes I just go off into bizarro land. I can hear it. I hear it myself when I go off into bizarro land. You don't even have to send me a message. I already hear it within myself. But anyway, yeah, I'm gonna start trying to bring closure. Um yeah so I just wanted to say that I don't even know where i i was in this spiritual place so just there is a spiritual side of me it is i still think it's incredibly irrational, but if I'm really telling the truth for myself, I do believe i've had um, i've had measurable experiences with god with a god I do believe I have had measurable experiences where I could just yeah. And I don't know how to make sense of that. I think this is one of the reasons why I do a lot of studying about metaphysics. Excuse me. I don't even do metaphysics anymore. I study quantum physics. Although metaphysics would be okay, but there's something about metaphysical. Metaphysics is not um, measurable enough for me. And so I spend a lot of time in Quantum physics and particle physics and I study the universe and I'm now studying biology, which I never really studied biology. Actually, I failed biology uh, in school. Um, but there's something about the mystery, the mysteries of God that to me is, lo- that are located in the sciences. And that's why I study them personally. Um, when I'm in my downtime or my, even when I'm in pain, a lot of times when I'm struggling, with something, I'd go in and I started studying. And my studying, some people who are spiritual stu- or Christian, they go and study the Bible. I don't do that. I actually start studying science, different forms of science. I also study history. Because the, and, and I, I studied science, I studied science fiction, and I studied history. Because I think all of those allow for the mystery of God to be revealed to me. I am telling you guys a lot today, but this is the truth. This is my truth. So getting back to this leadership calling and money, I do have an appetite for money. And that was something that I had to acknowledge in my last reflection with you all. But there's something about leadership that I don't want attached to money. And I couldn't understand that. There's something about leadership I don't want attached to money. So Monday morning, I woke up and I did a reflection. And um, I did a journal, a written reflection. I didn't do an audio private. I went and I wrote it out. I needed to see my thinking in words. And so what ended up happening is I ended up doing like a, what would be considered a coaching session. I'm a trained coach. There's a way that I, there's a formal coaching process. I'm not going to get into that now that when you coach a person, there's a certain process that you take them through to get to the answer that is already inside of them. This coaching methodology is based on believing that the truth already exists in another person, a person that comes to you for counsel, this coaching process is like, you already know it. My job is to help you get to your own truth. My job is not to tell you my truth. My job is to help you define your truth. And um, I took myself through a coaching process in writing. And it it if you if I showed it to you now you would see like three or four paragraphs and then you would see a short paragraph that I had bolded. And then I was you see another unbolted paragraphs and then you see a, a single paragraph, short paragraph that's bolted. And what was happening is every time you hit the bolded text, that meant I was making a shift. I was going deeper. I was going further into truth. So I start off like, what's my, why am I struggling with this thing with leadership and money? And then I hit a bump and then I was like, okay, oh, then I was like, let me spend time with that bump. And I was like, that's not the core bump. Then I would spend some more time writing. I would hit another bump. Then I realized that's not the core bump. And I kept going. And I, I produced, I think I wrote three 3,000 words. Yeah, I looked at it. It was over th- about 3,300 words. And I, I wrote it out. And, it, and I've gone back and I've looked at the different stages of my thinking. Like I started off with thinking that I was struggling with leadership and money and I went through a series of steps inward of truth and where I, I'm not, I don't know if I could tell you where I've ended. Cause I don't think I'm done. Let me, let me tell, I don't think I can tell it to you concisely because I don't think I'm done with that reflection. So in this very muddy way, I don't believe that my relationship, I don't think I'm struggling with money. And leadership. I think I'm struggling with the commercialization of money. I think it is about commercialism. It's about commercialism, and it's about capitalism. I think that's, and I don't. So it's not that I don't want my leadership attached to money. I don't want my leadership attached to commercial commercialism or capitalism. I think that's about as close to the truth that I can give you right now to myself. And since I've had that breakthrough on Monday, my my mind is opened up about ways to connect to money that bypasses commercialism and capitalism. That's what's been happening in my brain over the last since I had that breakthrough on Monday and I don't, I'm not at liberty to discuss that, what it, but what it does do, it takes me back to those three circles of the calling. And it helps me to see where I've been in my journey with money and getting back on my feet, getting my credit score to a place that is respectable It's not where I'm not done. (laughs) I'm not done playing the credit game, credit score game. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm not in the 800 club yet. I'd like to be able to say that one day. (laughs) But I'm probably sitting with the highest credit score that I've ever had. And you guys witnessed it. Because when I started the game, when I started trying to work on my credit score, I told you all. I believe my credit score I could tell you it started when I started officially tracking it. It was low 500. I think it was, I think I had gotten down in the 400s, but it was too painful for me to take a look at. And I have to pray about it. I have to stay very vigilant about it because the odds are stacked against people like me. It's just easy to have a bad credit score because the, the credit score is game. is a game. And the rules are stacked towards people with advantage, with privilege. It is. I know some people don't like the word privilege. It's a bad word. It's a real thing, though. So, in and it's the here's here's the here's the privilege of the credit score game. The privilege of me to be able to study it. I have a pri- the privilege of time to be able to study what, what, what is what's the um, algorithm? What are the rules of the credit score so for example do you know that you have to have credit to increase your credit score you have to have credit out there and so it's funny because the last week I was just like okay I knew I had to go and get another credit card I knew like you're gonna have to get another credit card to bump your credit score up because you I pretty much have done all that I can do now in terms of getting rid of debt um that yeah all oh, but my student loans. <laughs> There's nothing I can do with that for now. I mean, I'm working on the student loan piece, but that's I'm in so much just ugh, we don't want to talk about that. But anyway, <laughs> but I've done I've done all that I can to my debt. So now it's about credit. And it's not any kind of credit. It's the kind of credit and that's another thing that happened to me spiritually i woke up one morning i was like okay we're almost at a place now where we might want to start thinking about opening up some good credit accounts i was like, we're not ready for that i promise you later that day i got a phone call we were uh where that thing that i needed to do for that good credit i now have it i literally thought it that morning by the end of night, I didn't even go looking for it. I didn't go looking for it. I didn't pursue it. It was just a random thought that I had. That it was probably last Monday morning. And then, yeah, call it what you want to call it. Call it what you want to call it. But anyway, but that's the privilege of being able to study that, to know it. And then I just started, had to read, you know, to not, to be able to make sure that I wasn't getting ready to get tricked into any bad credit because I knew what I was looking for. I knew what, I knew what kind of good credit I'm looking for to be in a situation where I could pay my bills right now. And that's scary. I'm thinking about that for next year, right? Especially now that I want to move further into my spiritual walk because my spiritual walk is taking me away from employment it took me away from employment before, it's taken me away from it again. That's scary to me. That's scary to me. I'm not gonna lie, it's scary. And I don't know. And I'm not gonna beat myself up about it. I'm not gonna beat myself up about it. All I am gonna tell myself, and one of the things I'm telling myself is you're an INTJ and you now you know what to look for. Now you know what systems to put in place for yourself, structures to put in your, And I will walk with a certain level of measuredness, soundness. And so it may not be moving away from employment completely. It might be moving away from a certain type of employment. You know, I don't think it's going to be a cold turkey employment. I don't think so, but I'm open. I'm praying. I'm open and here's why I'm open and I'm going to start closing. This is a a great way to close. And I've, I've gone in places in this reflection. I didn't think I was going to, but I am open. I'm open spiritually, just like I woke up the other morning and I was like, okay, it might be time. It might be time to go after that good credit because you've done all that you can with this credit score. You know, the rules of the game, you're not going to go and get this other kind of credit. You got to do this other thing. And then. The universe. Presented it to me. Literally presented it to me. And I'm believing. That as I move forward. I'm believing and trusting that the universe. Is going to do what it's going to do. I'm going to do my part. I'm going to let the universe do, do its part. I'm going to let God do its, God's part. That's all I got. That's all I have. That is all I have. That is all I have. And I'm not trying to sound melodramatic. What's another word? Um, Hyperbolic. I'm not. That's all I have. All I have is my integrity, my intellect, my drive, my convictions. That's all I have. And I feel like I've been putting myself in places that challenge that. And then I'm suffering it. I'm suffering my integrity. I'm suffering my INTJ self. I'm suffering my AIDS self. I'm suffering it. Because I'm trying to deny it. And I'm trying to deny it because I'm trying to live a certain life that I'm not called to live. But, 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 but the beautiful thing about it that I'm, I'm very thankful of. I know why I have been trying to live this life. Because I need the security. And I want The beauty. The peace. What was it that I said about um, money, beauty, peace? It was another word. Oh, it was another word that I, I like to get. Oh, maybe it was security. Beauty, peace, and security. It was another word, I can't think of it right now. It was another word. It was was about peace. And beauty. Oh well. I like it. And my prayer is that I shouldn't have to suffer that. But if I am called to suffer it, if I am called to suffer Beauty and peace. For the sake of the calling, I will do it. For the sake of my assignment, the vision that that, that the universe has given me, and it's around. It's you know, you guys have heard me say it is around empowerment, helping people get to their destiny, seeing people's great. I see it. I can look at somebody, I can see what their greatness is. I can see it. The difference between me and an INFJ, see, and I think an INFJ can see it too in another person, but I will not just, I think an INFJ will speak that truth into another person. An INFJ will see it in another person, will see their greatness, to see their goodness, and will speak it into another person. I can do that. But I will begin, my greatest gift is I'm going to begin to build a system and a structure for you to be that thing. And it's not, my, my systems and structures is not for the individual. So where I, here's a better way of saying it. I can see greatness in groups of people, in the collective. And I build it. And then I built a system to bring groups of people into their destiny. That's my gift, and I I'm gonna curse again. No, well, no, I not I'm going to curse again, but I don't think I need to say it now. Nobody, nobody can do that better than I can. No one can, and that's one of the things. What they say when you study when you study entrepreneurship and money, you have to find a gift that you have to the world that you're going to charge for. What do you charge people for that? That you have a competitive edge. No one, that is my competitive edge. But I don't want to charge for it. That's the challenge. That's a gift that I have. I don't feel right charging for that. But that's okay. God's spirit universe has been giving me in the last 48 hours, really the last 24 hours, a way to resituate myself with money and my gift. So it doesn't feel commercial. It doesn't feel capitalistic. So there's been a breakthrough because the absence of that is I'm suffering. I'm going into these jobs. Clearly leadership is on me, but I'm never going to be allowed to be the leader that I'm actually called to be because the leader that I'm called to be is about the calling. It's not about the job. So, do you see? This is where I've been. You, you can listen to me. If you listen to me over the last six to twelve months, you hear me talking about I got these leadership skills on me. I got, it. I can't, and so I've been trying to bypass the leadership because I don't want to do the leadership for the for that institution. I'm not called to lead people for somebody else's vision. That's not the leadership that's on me, but I have leadership on me. I have leadership skills. I have a leadership orientation. I have it. And I suffer it. So then I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do a leadership position. That's not the solution. Then I say, I'm going to do a leadership position. That's not the solution. It's not the solution at all. It is so clear to me this morning that that is not the solution. So it's so fundamental. It is so crystal clear this morning. It is leadership. But it's the leadership that I've been called to do. Nothing else And so that's, yeah, I just, I'm looking at it. It's so clear. It's so obvious this morning, but it took me a minute to get here. It's the calling. Now, why? It's not like I didn't, it's not like I'm not known the calling. I just haven't known how to take care of myself in the calling. I've tried so, I don't know. And I still don't know. And I don't know. I don't know. I still don't know. I still don't know what's ahead, but I know what I know. This is what I do know. I cannot deny it. I cannot deny it. I cannot I have to, and I want to go look up the scripture of the story. When, when that, when uh, I think was it, Peter denied God, denied God. And it, and I just learned he denied God, God twice. And he's still the person that God said, on this rock, I built my church. And it's a powerful thing I'm closing here, that God can take imperfect people to do a perfect work. God, spirit, universe, whatever you want to put to that, can take imperfection to do a perfect work. I believe that deeply. I deeply believe that. And that includes me. And I have to be okay to fail. I'm not done failing. I'm not done. But I'm going to fail forward. I've said this before. I've written about it. I will fail forward. I'm not going to fail as an imposter. I'm going to fail. Damn it. I'm going to fail forward. So there's so much more. Uh, I was going to read this. There are lyrics. These are the best years of my life. I was going to... I'm not going to be able to do that. The other thing about me being odd, I'm odd. I'm such an odd person, y'all. It is so painfully obvious Obvious as I try to go into these institutions. And I try to put on a mask of not being odd. I'm an odd person. And they they, they keep telling me how odd I am. Yet I keep being determined to work there. Because I want security and I want to use my leadership skills. That doesn't make any sense anymore. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm going to be odd. I'm not, I'm done. I'm done trying to not be odd. I'm accepting self-acceptance. I'm odd. The other thing I have this SE respect. I need to tr- accept that wherever I put my physical body, whatever physical environment I put in, it's going to impact my NI. I've got to protect my NI by protect, by doing better with where I put my physical body. You guys, I have to get going. I'm running late. Hold on a second. So I have been paused for about 15 minutes. I had to log in to work. <laughs> so I'm a little disjointed. And after that, having that spiritual connection with you all, I'm like, I think I'm just going to take the day off. Like, I think I'm going to take a sick day so I can stay in the spirit. Like the spirit is on me. I go into the the call work and it's just that's not spirit. It's just not and that's not it's not an insult to them. They don't they they're not paying me to be in spirit, so it's not no loss for them. It's just you know, I have personal days and I think I'm gonna take one because that feels so um sterile, the person that I am not to use this met. I don't mean to be gross with this metaphor, but the person in my life that's sick with chemo, the, there's a chemo that makes you very sensitive to uh, cold. And so when they're going week of the week of chemo treatment, they're very cold. So this individual puts on gloves to go in the refrigerator uh, because it just, just I, it's a shock to the body. The, any cold is a shock to the body. And logging onto that Zoom call, a few minutes ago felt like a shock to me. Like, it's just not, it's just confirmation. It's just confirmation. That's not where I need to be. But I think, I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to take for me to get to where I need to be. But the good thing about today is now I know where I'm going, right? I think up until now, I've been talking, trying to figure it out, trying to figure it out, trying to figure it out. And then thinking, oh, I'm f- f- afraid. Uh, confession i think about all of these reflections I've had with you all To get me here I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know how long it's going to take Me to get to my destination But I would better I know my destination So we will see We will see how I show up in this project Moving forward But I have to do better with that SE I really do and That SE is connected to the N I started saying that the last time but it's so obvious to me. Anyway, you guys. I feel good. <laughs> I feel scared. Um but I feel myself. That that's all I have. All I have is me at the end of the day. And that's that includes spirit, so this is a really weird spiritual conversation today. I'd be interested to see how it lands on you. But if this reflection has had any value for you, please give it a heart. If my moving about uh, spiritually, um I can't even recap the different ways that I've shown up um, in this reflection right now. But if it has, re- uh, if it relates to a conversation you've had in the world, please take this link and share it with those participants. My gosh, if my moving about spiritually in this conversation relates. To a conversation you've had in the world, please take this link and share with those participants. If I've caused some randomness in you, I'd love to hear it. I know my, my closing is off. That's okay, y'all. I'm not perfect. What do we say? <sighs> Being perfect through imperfection. The imperfect me going after a perfect call. That's what it is. If my moving about has caused some randomness in you, I'd love to hear it. You can find me on my website at yournidaam.wordpress.com. I'm on Twitter at yournidaam1. I shared a couple of articles this morning, at least one that talks about the calling. I think it comes from Acts out of the Bible, and I really would love to talk more talk about that. Uh, that had a that helped me this morning when I was thinking about calling. What does it mean to be called? And the, there's a piece in that that talks about suffering. When you're operating outside of the call, there's a piece in that article that talks about what happens when you stay and you try to make, like you you're in a particular place. That place is not working for you, but you're there. You're there because you're trying to make it work. That's you got to move. There are two pieces in that article that were really helpful for me. So I've already tweeted that out for you all to, to read it. Um, you can also find me on uh, YouTube and Facebook at um Let me give an assignment. I've asked you guys before, what is your calling? I've asked you this before. What is your calling? What is your pull? What's that vision? What's that thing that draws you? How are you suffering it? How are you suffering it? Are you suffering the calling because you're being obedient to it? Or are you suffering it because you're not? That's really what we need to ask. How are you suffering the call? Yeah. How are you suffering the call? Man, I want to stay here. I've got to go, though. You guys, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you. Until I come back, be well. Bye.